BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories, and I always tell you every week to start writing your own. I always leave with your gifts, that's your passion, the desires to make you fulfill your dreams or reach your dreams or try to exceed what everybody tells you you're incapable of doing. That's your dream. That's your gift. And don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My interviews will include consumers, it will include celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people I like to call industry decision makers. My next guest on Money Making Conversation is Denise Woodard. She is the founder and CEO of Partake, a line of nationally distributed allergy-friendly snacks inspired by her daughter's experience with food allergies. Launched in 2017, Partake products, which includes cookies and baking mix, can be found in more than 6,000 retailers nationwide, including Target, Sprouts, Whole Food Markets. We will be discussing her growing business and also order her Partake 5-in-1 baking mix, by the way, you know, because I love to cook. Y'all don't know my history by cooking and desserts. Always on my Facebook. You can get fat watching my timeline. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm going to call her my good friend. She's out of New Jersey. Denise Woodard, how you doing? Great. Good morning. How are you? Awesome. 2017. I was just going to be real about this. You launched in 2017. Here we are. We had a pandemic year in 2020. We're in 2021. And you in more than 6,000 retailers. Come on now. That's... Uh, that's a crazy number in a good way. Talk to tell us about how how can you launch in 2017 and then be in 6,000 retailers, but roughly less than four years. Baby steps. We started in August of 2017 with three flavors of cookies. Um, our business was self-funded, so I was dipping into my family savings account 
and it was self-distributed, which meant I was selling cookies out of my car to natural food stores in New York and New Jersey. And I did that for nearly a year. And it was the most valuable time um, I spent in the company, I think, because it allowed me to meet our customers, to understand who our consumer was, who they weren't, what they liked about the product, what they didn't, so that we could listen and we could make changes. And then in the summer of 2018, a year later, we launched a region of Whole Foods and we launched Wegmans. And that was our next baby step, you know, go into these 80 stores, prove ourselves, understand what's different about this than in the independent New York market. And we did that for nearly a year. And then in the summer of 2019, we raised a million dollar seed round of funding that was led by Marcy Venture Partners, of which Jay-Z is a co-founder. That really gave us the capital we needed to begin to scale the business a bit more, to begin to hire. Um, and then 2020, we knew it was going to be a big year, um, but in all the ways that it surprised us, it also surprised our business. And we started the year in about 350 stores, and now you can find us in about 6,000 stores. We closed the $5 million Series A at the end of 2020, have lots of new products coming out that are not just cookies, and so really excited about what we're building here. Wow. you. You just said that so smooth, Denise. You just smooth. You're just a smooth operator. You just rattle all that information out. It just hurt my head. The success is <laughs> the rapid rate of success. When you say, because a lot of people, you know, they they try to get in these stores like Whole Foods and Targets and things like that. They they are it is met with some success. But when you say you listen to the customer, was it tied to the packaging or you some of your cookies you thought were your favorites? They didn't like them because you was on the ground. Like I said, you were hands on. And talk to us about that process? Because you said you had a 84, 80 stores initially, and then that was like a test. They were either going to test you online or they're going to test you in a limited store distribution. Tell us about that process and how nerve wracking that was. So in talking to the customers on the ground, I thought because I started the company as a food allergy mom, that that's who our primary consumer would be. And I realized very quickly that was actually the customer who wouldn't touch our product with a 10-foot pole because they didn't know us. They didn't trust us. We hadn't built any credibility with them. And so they were like, oh, we love the idea. However, my allergist hasn't told me about this. I haven't seen it in my Facebook mom group for people with food allergies, so um, not going to try it. But there were thankfully much broader consumer groups, people who wanted to support our women or minority-owned business, people who were exploring a plant-based or gluten-free diet for other reasons, um, moms whose kids didn't have allergies but needed a school-safe snack to take to school to share with other kids. And so that's how we got that information, and that's the type of information that we learned. Got lots of feedback on the packaging. Um, you know, as a mom, I thought the idea of trying to sneak fruits and vegetables in would be really interesting. We realized people just want cookies. They don't, they want under, ingredients they can understand, but they didn't like the idea of me trying to sneak uh, carrots and beets into their cookies. And so we took all of that data, updated our packaging, updated our formulas and updated our marketing strategy to reflect that. And then to go into Whole Foods and Wegmans, we specifically picked retailers that would allow us to do demos because we had done that in the New York market. And we knew that when people tried the product, when they heard the story, they converted to customers and they told their friends about it. And to get into Whole Foods and Wegmans, um, it was a lot of no's for our Whole Foods relationship. I cold emailed or LinkedIn messaged every single person on LinkedIn I could find that had Whole Foods category manager in their job title. And thankfully, a gentleman out of Boulder, Colorado took pity on me and, and pointed me in the direction of the right person. And that's how our relationship with Whole Foods started. Oh, that's so I always tell people about LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I always tell people, if you don't have a website, have a LinkedIn account. It is your version of a website. Plus, you can create relationships and plus you can 
message people depending on the premium level of your account. You know, it, can, it gives you a limited on the messaging and you can message people who, who, who will friend you or, 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 or want you to follow you or follow you. Then you can friend message them all the time, but you can go to a certain level you can buy and it gives you a limited amount of premium uh, requests that you can direct message these individuals. So with your success, you know, you, 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 I love when you say you try to sneak veggies into these, uh, these, into these cookies. You try to be slick, and I see these commercials where they try to. Kids are smart, and then parents are also know that I have a daughter. She's grown now, but I can remember giving my daughter that that the the, the green the green baby food that they always spit up. You know, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you put a little applesauce on top of it. They're going to spit that right back out. So what was your whole process? I know, and when, can I ask, what was the allergy that your daughter was uh, tied to that really inspired this uh, this, this line of uh, baking and uh, cookie, cookie, uh, cookies, cookie samples? Sure. So it was actually the combination of allergies that she has. So she's allergic to eggs, tree nuts, corn and bananas. And so it made it really hard because often like if you don't put egg in something, you mash up a banana to be the substitute. Um, if you don't eat corn, if we don't eat a lot of gluten in our house and oftentimes they use corn flour as the substitute. And so it was a combination of allergies that she had that made it so hard for me to find things that tasted good, that I felt good about nutritionally. Wow. So with that being said, you, you go through you're in 6,000 stores now and you say you have more product coming out. We've talked about the the, the the funding rounds. Now, let's go back to that a little bit because a lot of people do ask me that question because what exactly does that presentation look like? Is it a, a one-sheeter? Is it 10 pages? Is it Did you hire somebody to help you put it together? Or you just sat down with your PowerPoint and did it on your own? How did that work out? Well, I just sat down with my PowerPoint and did it on my own. It was important to me that we put every dollar back into the business. And so the deck we have, I still sat down at my computer and did my PowerPoint because I figure any investor that wants to partner with us wants us to be investing in the business, not investing in pretty graphic designs to try to try to get money. Um, and so that's how we did the presentation. It was about 10 pages and it was really just me and Google trying to figure out what a traditional pitch deck looked like. You know, what's the problem you're addressing? What's the market opportunity? Um, who are your competitors? What makes you better than the competitors? But I think the most important thing is trying to get either a warm intro or get time with those investors. Cause it's really when you sit down as a founder and share why you're doing what you're doing, what inspires you, what your mission is behind the company that I think really gets investors to buy in at the earliest of state at the earliest stages of the business, not, you know, not information on a piece of paper. Wow. But you're in the money-making business. So now you know, the, the great thing about it is your daughter, inspired this, but you're in the money-making business. You're in the cookie-making business. So these cookies, talk up, tell us about the cookies, and then we're going to talk about the five-in-one mix that I ordered online, which, by the way, was a really good experience. And I'm just telling everybody, it went online, and then they have they give you an option of a 15% discount. If you put in your, your email and your telephone number information, you can get a 15% discount on your purchase. I, I opted not to do that. Uh, so I went on and just bought one package. I think it was $23 and something. for. Uh, I think it said three, and I, and I experienced that and it was and then a receipt came to me afterwards and then another email came saying hey you forgot to buy cookies and so it was really <laughs> and so it really was a fun experience and also uh, more importantly a professional experience and I think that's really important because I was not um 
you know, you, you, you go online and sometimes it can be frustrating, especially for new businesses. They think they got the Shopify or the shopping cart set up correctly, and it's not. But your your shopping cart was fun. What, what was the approach and what was the mindset behind that shopping cart design? Because, again, after I made my purchase, it came back and said, hey, you forgot to buy cookies. And I thought that was cute. And I said, well, I wasn't thinking about buying cookies. But now that you think about it, I went back and looked at your cookies. So it did drive me back to your website, even though all I wanted was the five-in-one uh, baking mix. Talk, talk to us about that. Sure. So when we first launched, we launched our website on Squarespace and it was a, a much simpler website. But similarly, I think it's really important to get feedback um, from people who are your potential customers, from other brands that have had success, from other brands that might not have had success and wish they would have done things differently. So I'm a big fan of kind of sharing where we are and asking for feedback on, on what can make things better. We moved our website over to Shopify when we started to focus more heavily on e-commerce in late 2019. Um, and and very similarly, feedback, 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 but also now we have the capital to be able to invest in data to understand, you know, what points up what pages on our website are customers spending more time on? What products are they often buying together? How can we then tell them, you know, they forgot something or offer or somebody who doesn't make a purchase, you know, offer some incentive to come back and make a purchase. And then how do we keep sharing content that's relevant, that's engaging so that the customers that do sign up with their email or phone number are interested in wanting to hear from us and that it's not just sales tactics that we're actually providing a value to our customers. Well, you, I, I, I had fun with it. In fact, like I told you uh, in my previous conversation that we were discussing, I went back and looked at the cookies. And I'm a big Girl Scout cookie nut. So so I was like, <laughs> the boxes were cute. And like I said, I was just not interested in buying because I went on it for the five and one. Now, the five and one, I found rather interesting. I have to ask you, are you a, are you a, are you a, are you a chef or your pastry chef or you're a chef that, uh, with the school or you uh, how do what did your skill level come from to get into this business? Well, I will say that $39 a month for the LinkedIn premium subscription is the best money I've spent because I failed horribly when I got into the kitchen and tried to develop the cookies. But thankfully, I was able to find a product developer, food scientist who had experience in allergy-friendly um, products who was willing to take a leap and work with us. And we still work with her to this day. Um, I think my background is more in the consumer packaged goods space. So I spent nearly a decade at Coca-Cola prior to starting Partake. And most recently in my time there, I was able to uh, lead sales for a segment of their venturing and emerging brands division. So brands that Coke had identified to invest in or acquire, I was leading sales and helping integrate those brands into the Coca-Cola system. And so my background really leans much more heavily on the sales and marketing side of consumer packaged goods. Um, and then I'm a food allergy mom. So like our five-in-one baking mix came to life because of a problem my family was facing during um, quarantine. Our My daughter's favorite baking mix that we used to make all of our pancakes and waffles got discontinued. And I called our product developer frantically and was like, what do I do? There's literally nothing she can safely eat. And she whipped up something that we thought was just so wonderful that we needed to share it with our customers too. And that's how our baking mix, baking mix line came to be. Okay. Oh, again, you're so smooth. You just say all these things so quickly and so articulately, articulated so fantastic. So five in one mix, okay? <laughs> is 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 cake, is muffins, what what waffles? And it was two other yeah. things. What were the pancakes and banana bread? Can pancakes and banana bread are um round out the five. Okay, cool. Now you said your daughter's allergic to bananas, right? 
Yeah, so she cannot do banana bread. So we've been experimenting with different ways to just turn that into like a more of a coffee cake option. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Okay, cool. So I, I when I get the when I get the the five in one mix, okay. Off air, you say, Rashawn, you got to make this. What are your favorites to make out of the five in one mix? Muffins. I woke up this morning at five thirty because my daughter let me know that she would love. To, she wanted to have fresh baked muffins for breakfast this morning. So easy. The pancakes and waffles we do a lot because um, those are just add water. And even with the complicated recipes of muffins, it's just pantry staples or, or kitchen staples like butter. Um, sugar and water that you're adding to it. So they're all, you know, you can whip them up in five minutes or less, which is really nice. And they all have ingredients that you can feel really good about. And they can be shared really easily, no matter who's coming over for breakfast or brunch, because they're free of the top eight allergens. They're gluten-free, they're vegan, they're non-GMO, they're kosher. And so they meet most people's kind of dietary uh, restrictions. Now, I'm a, I am love it. Well, I, I always see recipes that say add water. I always want to add my 2% milk. Would that change the recipe if I added 2% milk instead of water? We had one of our investors add oat milk and he had very good results. So I okay. think that you're safe. I will say I haven't tried it. I'm going to put that disclaimer out there. I've just add water, but I know that oat milk works. So I'm assuming that 2% milk. Okay, I would try that. You know, we, we're, we're friends now. So I'll let you know how it goes because I, I, yes, I, I love adding that extra little flavor because water is just water. You know, milk gives you a little texture, a little flavor and stuff like that. And I, I'm not allergic to milk, so I enjoy milk on everything that I cook with. So I'm going to add a little milk to mine and muffins. So so now that now, now you just listen to me. So I'm not allergic to anything right now other so that I know of. So I haven't run across something that's, that's sent me sent me south yet. But I will tell you, so if I take your muffins and I can add some pecans in there, right? Can I you add, could. I can add blueberries. 
we do. I typically do blueberries or I'll add chocolate chips. You can add whatever your heart desires. Oh, my goodness. I'm tasting blueberry muffins are the bomb. Okay, so so okay, so okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to this, uh, this week, I'm going to take some pictures. I'm going to do your mix. Whenever I get it, it should be, if it comes this week, because I ordered it yesterday. It should come this week. Okay, so when it comes, I'm going to immediately, I'm going to do some blueberries. I'm going to do the milk thing. Just show you, have fun with it. I'm not trying, I'm not no, I'm not no food doctor, you know, where I just disseminate things and go, well, this does not work. Ta-da! I'm just going to do it. I like to have fun. And so I have a TV show that I'm launching in uh, the Atlanta market isn't going to be in 2 million homes. I'd love to be able to introduce your product on there because I love doing simple things that can, my whole thing is about See, I'm not a guy who sits around. I'm like you. My degree is in mathematics. I have not. I'm not a trained pastry chef. I'm not a trained cook or chef. I just have natural gifts. And so, so what? What I do is I like to do things real fast. So I would like instead of going to the, an apple pie, I go get the cans on the shelf and put that in my apple pie. You know, some people lose their mind over there, Denise. Oh my God, <laughs> he's using canned apples. Oh, oh hey, 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 calm down. <laughs> uh, there are people out there, they're on the shelf, obviously for a reason, because somebody out there buying, okay? So with your product, I feel that your product is the same way. Some people will look at it and go, well, five and one, you know, that's not, you know, that's not breaking it down. But there's a customer out there that wants to use your product because they don't have time, or they may have never experienced that level of shop, of, of, of baking ability. And so that's why I'm really excited about your product. Was that the thought process? I know you were saying, hey, your daughter, the, 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 the batter they was using for your daughter was not available. What is really driving you as a business owner? Are you trying to, other than the allergy-free, you know, because you're a black CEO, you're female, you're an entrepreneur, it's a certain degree of passion that's driving you behind all this this whole uh, food industry that you're right now doing very well because you're in 6,000 stores nationwide. I will say that when I started the company, the name Partake came from the idea of people with food allergies, like my daughter being able to partake But as a woman, as a person of color, as a first-time founder, a first-time, my parents didn't go to graduate from high school, like first-time college generation, first, you know what I mean, (laughs) first generation (laughs) college graduate, excuse me, Mm -hmm. Um, I realized that there were a lot more people who needed an opportunity to partake, um, pun intended. And so what our business is really all about is inclusivity and lifting as we climb. And the way that we bring that to life is, you know, as we've grown the business, the thing that's made me the most excited is the impact that we're able to have on underfunded and underestimated and underrepresented groups of people. Um, And so those partnerships have been, we partner with a group called the Food and Food Equality Initiative. Um, it was a, it was, it's a nonprofit that was started by um, Emily Brown, a black woman that's based in Kansas City, and her family was experiencing food insecurities, and they had the double whammy of her children also have food allergies, and they went to their local food pantry, and there was literally only two things her kids could safely eat: tomatoes and potatoes. Um, and food allergies have a much higher incidence in the black and Latino communities. And so, how do we get? foods like ours that everyone deserves to eat? How do we get education and advocacy for these communities? And so we've been able to partner with Emily's group and feed thousands of families through monetary donations, through product donations. Um, And the other uh, cause that we're really, really working to champion is diversity in the food space. I think that for far too long, there have been folks who don't look like us who are making decisions about what we put into our bodies. And so how do we 
create a more diverse food industry. Um, you know, companies that startups, it seems like we all start in New York or San Francisco or Austin and giving access to founders from all over, giving access to college students to get the entry-level positions, whether it be at startups or big CPG companies to help make the decisions and grow into the leadership roles that are going to change our and shape our food economy moving forward. And so we launched a fellowship program in 2020 called the Black Futures in Food and Beverage Fellowship. We partnered with five HBCUs. We selected eight fellows and we provided an eight-week curriculum of the nuts and bolts of the CPG industry. And then it culminated with an opportunity to either get a full-time internship, a summer internship or a full-time entry-level job. And I'm really excited for that program to be even bigger this year. We're partnering with several more schools, hoping to be able to impact more fellows. And so, you know, how do we provide access? How do we leave the door a little bit wider open than it was when we started Partake? Well, Partake has the Black Futures in Food and Beverage Fellowship Program for their active HBCU students. HBCUs in 2020 uh, became the forefront of a lot of news. A lot of uh, high-profile corporate executives and, and firms decided to donate to HBCUs. What is When you say the Black Futures in Food and Beverage Fellowship Program, what exactly is that? So we were fortunate enough to be a part of a Chobani's incubator program back in 2018. And the founder of Chobani, Hamdi Ulakaya, wanted to make it easier for food startups to bring better food to more people. And he had been on this journey, you know, that took 10 years to build a billion dollar brand. And he was like, what can I do to make y'all's journey a little bit shorter? And so similarly, I'm coming from big CPG and now I'm at a food startup and And the thing that has remained true across both is, unfortunately, there aren't that many black or brown folks in leadership roles. So how can I provide access, whether it's through education or through social capital, through introductions, through access to executives in the CPG space to help these students get the opportunities and the education that they need to thrive in the food industry? And so for us, that was We opened up an application process. We ran an eight-week curriculum where we taught, you know, all the different facets of the food industry in a condensed period of time, supply chain, food safety, um, e-commerce. Because I know that when I was in college, I assumed that if you worked for a big food company, you could do marketing. I didn't think about all the other aspects that it takes to run a food business. And so we want to give those students that education. And then it culminates with a virtual career day, which we hope to be in person this year. Um, And we had attendees from companies like Chobani, from Beyond Meat, from Once Upon a Farm that were there to give the students internships or job offers and to learn more about the students. And so it was really exciting to see how that turned into something actionable. I think often women and people of color are over-mentored and not there's not enough action. Like I always go to the simple phrase of send the wire or make the hire. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be action-oriented to help these students get jobs. Well, you're fantastic. And uh, I know I've talked a little bit about uh, you know five, your five-in-one baking mix, but we didn't talk about the cookies. So I want to talk about the different cookies. And then I also want to talk about your future products that you have coming out. Let's talk about the cookies that I have not ordered yet, that I will be ordering because I've been reminded politely that I forgot to buy my cookies. So tell us about the cookie line. Well, you might get another email. That's what I'm saying. You're going to come purchase. back to me. <laughs> the way that our system is set up. Um, but the cookies, we have eight flavors, um, five crunchy flavors, three soft baked flavors. Everything's free of the top eight allergens. Everything's gluten-free and vegan and made with less sugar than our 
competitors in the gluten-free and vegan space made with really simple ingredients that you can understand. And then we have two seasonal, we're actually going to come out with three seasonal varieties this year. So we have a pumpkin spice and then two seasonal um, varieties that come closer to the Christmas holidays. Um, and that was our, our first flagship product. So we had three flavors when we launched. So it's been exciting to see that grow to 10 flavors of cookies. Well, you know, I, I, I am a dessert nut. You know, everybody knows I eat my dessert before I eat my meal. If I'm in a restaurant, you, you sit down with me, Denise, you, you, before, when you order your meal, I'm going to say, excuse me, I need the dessert menu. That's how much of a dessert <laughs> person I am. So, so, when I'm, so I'm excited about these cookies now because I, you know, I like to crumble up my cookies and I like to put some nice ice cream on top and I put a little whipped cream and put a little, I put a lot of extra that comes on top of it. So, so what do you, because are you, are you, are you are a fan of your cookies? from a standpoint do you what do you do with your cookies you do it with what do you eat your cookies with or you just eat them individually I eat them individually in the afternoon for like a pick me up with like a coffee or a tea uh -huh. I do crumble them on top of ice cream sometimes go. sometimes I make ice cream sandwiches with them um I've used them for a cookie or for a pie crust before like our, our carrot cake or our ginger snack oh stop right, really there. Nice stop, right there. stop um, right there stop right there so I do lots of stuff with them. So you say you just you you crumble them up for as a crust? That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Which which brand do you use? What brand of cookie do you use as your crust? So we have a ginger snap and we have a carrot cake, and so they make a really nice substitute for like a graham cracker crust. So if you just like um, crumble the cookies up and mix it with like a melted butter, melted vegan Absolute butter, and you kind of pack it in, you mm -hmm. can create a pie crust. Wow. You you really so you really excited me about a lot because because I I do a cheesecake I think that'd be cool to use as my cheesecakes I have a lot of I like I got about eighty different recipes I've in my recipe app and I think they're using that as because you know I just put that in the mixer and just ground it up and it becomes very fine and now can I put sugar with that and do you put sugar with the crust or with the butter or do you just do just the butter and the crust when you grind it up I'm talking about the ginger snaps I use just the butter and the crust I'll send you since we're friendly now I'll send you a recipe. And we actually did one with a cheesecake. So I'll send you the recipe that we use. But I don't typically add extra sugar, um, but you totally could. Yeah, send me that recipe and I do it on my show. Okay. Because Perfect. it sounds, let me ask you this because are you a person, does your recipe include sour cream or is it non sour cream? It doesn't have sour cream there you just go. because we try to avoid dairy there where you we go. can. See, me and you, same page. I do not put sour cream in my cheese, in my in my in my cheesecakes at all. I don't know why you're gonna add all because plus you gotta add extra sugar to offset the sour. <laughs> so we're on the same page right there. I'm gonna stuff it with some apples. I'm gonna do you upright. I'm gonna make you proud of me when I do my cheesecake your way. So send that recipe to me, it would be great. And in closing, what's what's the future? You're in six thousand stores, we're talking about worldwide. You're you're, you're a fantastic spokesperson, uh you're incredible. Incredible mom, incredible young business person. I love the mentorship campaigns that you have out there, especially involving HBCUs. What is the future of Partake? My goal is that we'll continue to grow across multiple product lines that one day you'll see partake in every aisle of your grocery store um, and in stores around the country. While 6,000 is a big jump from where we were, I think there's a, a ton of opportunity ahead of us. Um, so we're excited to grow the business and along the way, continue to grow the impact that we're having on our community. Okay, cool. Here's our relationship. You owe me a, you owe me a cheesecake recipe. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I've ordered my five-in-one mix, so I owe you some... Um, some uh, pictures, at least, of me making the product. I'm going to do blueberry muffins. I got to do, I've, I've yet to do blueberry muffins. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you a mix and do a blueberry muffin. I've done the banana nuts. I've done all the, the crumbles and all that, the apple crumbles. Now, 
blueberries. I'm excited about that because a warm blueberry muffin for breakfast is like outstanding. So I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. And so, and from there, we're gonna go for it and we just see where our, our relationship goes from there. Is that cool? That sounds like a plan. I appreciate you having me. It was wonderful <laughs> chatting with you. Okay, thank you. And thank you, Denise Warder, for coming on Money Making Conversations. If you want to hear any of my interviews or see any of my interviews, please go to moneymakingconversations.com or subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. On April 4, 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King was shot and killed in Memphis. A petty criminal named James Earl Ray was arrested. Case closed, right? James Earl Ray was a pawn for the official story. Some of the evidence, as far as I was concerned, did not match the circumstances. This is the MLK Tapes. The first episodes are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.